Hello out there. This is Paul, and this is Where's the Chocolate Milk, a Westworld podcast. Going to be honest here with you. I recorded uh, some of a podcast for this episode 10, The pass- Passengers, the, pass- the Passenger. And I stopped it because I just didn't like the vibe, the way it was going. So here we are for take two. And this one, I'm not stopping. It's going to be what it's going to be. Okay. Here we go. What do you think? Did you like this episode? Did you like this season? I know you can't answer me in real time, but from what I've gathered, just from looking on social media and different things, is that a a lot of people wanted to like the season. They like the characters. They like the premise. They like the idea of the show. But... There, the overall consensus, I think, is that a lot of people who really pay attention to this thing were were let down a bit, and I include myself in, in that. And not that this season was all bad. There was a lot of good. They gave us a lot of stuff, a lot of answers. But I also think they muddied the waters. Um, they muddied the waters almost with unforced errors, things that they didn't really have to do. They tried to, to maybe be too cute at times, and I think it it just muddied the rules. And I kind of, I don't know, as I was kind of doing prep for the pod here, I I don't know why this popped in my head, but it did. And I think it's a good kind of correlation or analogy to, to what I think of this season. I remember back in, I think it was seventh grade, seventh or eighth grade science class. Yeah, I had a teacher named Mr. Irvin, good teacher, but he had an un, he, he impacted my world in a way that I'm sure he had no idea that uh, he was doing. So basically, around that time is when I started cooking food for myself. And when I say cooking, I mean heating up. My favorite meal was uh, was chili with chili dogs. You know, I'd boil the hot dogs and, and heat up the chili in a pot or whatever pan, whatever. And then I just you know chow down, loved it. And I think I remember on Saturday on the weekends, my mom would just let me cook whatever, and that's what I'd cook. And I loved it, loved it, loved it. But everything kind of changed when Mr. Irvin for whatever reason, went into what's, took a deep dive into what's actually in a hot dog, what's in chili. And from that point on, this thing I loved became disgusting. I can eat chili dogs now as long as I don't think about it. But back then I couldn't stop thinking about it. I won't go into detail, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. And that's how I kind of think about season two of Westworld. It's this thing that if you don't really know what, if you don't, if you don't look too hard, if you don't get too curious about it, it's a good show. It looks great, sounds great. I mean, it's 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 a cool show, but the more you kind of go in and figure out what it's made of, the more I think it leaves kind of a, it can leave a bad taste in your mouth. So that's what I think of when I think of this season. It just, I just, it just felt. It, it felt as though you had almost a Jekyll and Hyde as far as your creators go. You have on one side, you have, actually this is not a good analogy. I guess what I should just say is you have you have one group of people who's really into the detail. They, they plant all these Easter eggs. They do all these things, all this double on, triple entendre, all this stuff that, you know, people who are into this kind of thing, who love kind of the, the hidden, you know, mysteries and, and love finding, uh, you know, just all the, the stuff that, you know, that you have to work to find. It, they, they put all this work into the show and all these details. I mean, they, they build a website. We can go in and there's all this other, just this 
They've done so much. But then there are things that are so, just on the face of it, lazy and ill-conceived and just downright just don't make sense. And I'm going to get into a lot of that. And I, I don't I don't know if there's just some bigger thing working that we just aren't aware of that will explain all this. Actually, you know what? I think I figured it out. I got it. I figured it out. I'm going to make the hot dog taste good. Chili dog's going to taste great again. I figured it out. Here we go. Aren't you glad you tuned in? So here's the uh, here's what I think happened. This show has all these different timelines, all this stuff going on. And, you know, uh, the editor's got to put it all together to make sure, you know, it, it's a mystery, but yet at the end it all unfolds. It, it's a lot of editing goes into this show. So I think what happened is I think that the editors forgot to add a part of the timeline in. I think the information that we need for this to all make sense, they just forgot to put it in. They shot it. They wrote it. They just, uh, you know, fell asleep at the will in the editing bay because there's no way this stuff could be written as sloppily, sloppily as it is. So I think I figured it out. So we just need to um, get a hold of Lisa Joy and uh, Jonathan Nolan and the editor and say, hey, I think you forgot to add part of the timeline i don't want to don't want to not being rude just don't i just wanted to let you know so why don't you add that in and then let us watch it okay because there's got to be something that explains the complete ineptitude of the security forces there's got to be something that explains uh the motivations of these these characters there's got to be something that explains how we see the hosts die but yet we know that if you just pluck out their brain ball that they're still able to be brought back because the brain ball as we saw in season one has the um has the uh guard around it but actually that that's not even the point i should i'm, I'm trying to i'm getting to what i mean is you have somebody like a dolores who takes multiple multiple gunshots and she just keeps walking she doesn't even seem phased but yet you have other hosts who take, you know, even Clementine on the horse or you have Maeve or just they take a couple bullets and that's it. And these are, well, not Clementine, but Maeve is a woke host, but two bullets take her down. Anyway, I digress. I think that they just made a mistake in the edit bay and they just need to uh, fix that and give us the revised version. And then all my complaints will probably be solved because this show is way too smart to be as dumb in some respects as they are. So anyway, that's my theory. I'm sticking by it. Now, normally what happens with the, with the pod is that uh, I pick a character and kind of go through their, their storyline and just kind of, you know, dive in deep character by character. But this one, I'm going to be honest, it's going to be kind of like the last one and it's going to be kind of negative and I don't want to spend that much time uh, just being negative about a show that I fundamentally like and am pulling for. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just kind of skim over a few of the main main things that happened in this episode and talk about them and mainly, you know, kind of point out the things that I that, that I didn't like. Because the problem is I've been pulling for this show f since I started watching it and kind of overlooking a lot of the, the flaws. But at this point, it almost seems as though it, they're just they're not mistakes. It's almost as if they were intentionally kind of lazy with stuff. I just don't I don't understand. Um, 
so I'm going to be kind of harsh on it, and that's just how I'm going to be. And then, you know, I'm going to end it, this pod, with um, optimism that season three will be better. And that the little things won't end up being big things. The little problems won't end up being big problems. That's what I mean. So the episode starts with Dolores and Bernard, uh, you know, doing their little talk. And... Uh, you know, and she's going through these these fidelity tests to try to make him as close to Arnold as possible, which I don't know when this is. I don't know if is Dolores woke. Was it? It seems like it's after she's woke. So that would have been after season one. But I don't know. You know what? Actually, okay. Before I get in this, there's there's, there's another thing I'm gonna say, and that'll kind of uh, make a lot of what I say going forward make sense. Last week I talked about, I tried to kind of break down the, the characters, each character, is uh, their, their motivations and how I just wasn't sure what their motivations were, which made it hard for me to understand what the hell they were trying to do to pull for them or against them. This week, I think the overall show as a whole, the thing that I, I don't understand are the consequences, are the rules of the game. And if you've got a game and you don't know the rules, then you kind of can't play the game. It's hard to enjoy. I mean, if I watched a, if I tried to watch a game of cricket, I don't know what the rules are. I, I'd kind of just be bored and unentertained because it's it's not cricket's fault. It's just my fault. So either either the, this show, Westworld, it's their fault and they haven't explained them, or it's just my fault and I don't understand them. So, excuse me. I'm not going to say who's at fault here. Just saying that. I don't, I, Paul, do not understand the consequences of this show, okay? I've, uh, I started watching The Sopranos uh, recently. I know I'm really late to the game, but that's a show that from, from the jump, you know the consequences. There's rules, and if you break those rules, you know what's coming for you. And anyway, that's something that this show, I think, they, they could take a HBO, uh, could, could needs to, you know, Get with the get with the cast with the Sopranos and have them help uh, help them lay out some uh, some some rules and some consequences. But anyway, so yeah, so back to you know Dolores and Bernard. I don't know um, when it is, where it is, uh, or even the point. Is Dolores woke? Is Dolores? I mean, I don't know. But then after that, you kind of have Dolores meet up with the Man in Black, and this is a scene I just I completely don't understand because Dolores. All the things that he's put her through, it doesn't seem as though she needs him. It, 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 it's, I don't understand why she just doesn't kill him. Why she lets him live. Because at this point, she's wanting to get rid of all the humans. And what human would she want to get rid of more than the guy who did so many evil things to her? So, you know, I think at that point, that should be the end of the man in black. Whether he's a human or a host, uh, whatever, the end. But instead, they decide to ride together and have a talk where they're just chatting it up. And um, and then, you know, a little later, he double crosses her and she put the uh, the bullet she got from Teddy's little brain unit into his gun. And it backfires and blows off his hand. And she just kind of, you know, decides to, to leave him there. Right? Yeah, and somewhere along the way, they got in a shootout with people, I believe, and... Actually, no, I think that's later. I'm, I'm so jumbled in on this thing. I also kind of missed the uh, the whole Teddy thing. Speaking of consequences, last episode, you know, it ends with her just distraught, completely torn up inside and just, you know, speechless and just, you know, the music and the sounds and Teddy's dead. Oh, my God, it's the end. 
and in this episode, she just reaches into his head, you know, rather easily, it seemed, and pulls out his brain ball. So she knew the whole time that he wasn't gone. I mean, she could have just, you know, part of her plan could have been to build a new Teddy, put the brain ball back in. And we see later she puts him in the forge. So once again, last episode, the consequences, uh, Teddy tries to end his life and he thinks he does. But, you know, based on the lack of rules in this show or the um, loose rules, um, actually, I don't even say loose rules, just the the way this show's put together, just bring him back. And then also, too, who's to say uh, Teddy's not in the... Anyway, whatever. So, so yeah, Um and then uh, at some point, you know, Dolores meets up with uh, with Bernard, with Bernard in the Forge, and they go on a little tour with Logan, where Logan shows them, you know, or it's a representative of the Forge, who, um, you know, he goes on to just show them um, the Forge, what's in it, kind of, you know, a whole lot of narration goes on here, and basically, I think what I got from this was that you know based on okay they go in detail about uh, Papa Delos's major cornerstone and that was the last time he saw his son the real Logan and Logan was uh, pleading for help that's where he said uh, I'm all the way down you know I can see the bottom which is what you know robot Delos re- re- uh, you know repeated later but they used this to kind of show that this was uh, uh, Papa Delos's major cornerstone and I and and then further uh, Expanding on this, Representative Logan says, you know, that humans, we're, we're simple. We're, we're not that complex that um, they kept trying to recreate us, but they made it too complicated. So they, they dumbed it down and they were able to kind of, you know, stumble into a better representation because we are based on our actions are based on just a few cornerstones. I think that's what they're getting at, which is something that the more I thought about it, the more I fundamentally disagree with that, which, you know, is the main premise of this season, at least. And maybe they'll change going forward. But I think it's the opposite. I mean, you can say that we're you dumb us down because we only have a few major things, major things influencing us. But, you know, consciousness for us, I mean, to take someone and to, to try to get this fidelity where every little thing they do is exactly the same is almost... I find it I find it almost in, incompetent to think that that you could do that because humans there's the way we're wired the way our brains are the way we're just the way the human brain works is that it's almost like the weather there are so many things that go into the weather and and what causes a storm and what can cause a storm to dissipate or what can cause a storm to be stronger or weaker or move this way or that way I mean we have you know meteorologists um, and science technology, um, and the best they can do is kind of get close. I mean, there's no way they could completely uh, uh, capture or, or predict every variation because there's too many things. It's exponential, and that's how the human brain, I think, works. Is 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 we don't just change based on these cornerstones. We change from from millisecond to millisecond depending on you know things of you know did we eat? Uh, are we in a good mood? Are we you know just everything and yeah, you could say you could recreate the exact situation that we're in, but there are just too many variables for us to do the exact same thing every time because all it takes is one of those things, almost kind of the evolution, the mistake that they, they hammered into us in season one. All it takes is one tiny variation and everything can change. So for you know the Logan uh, computer representative to act as if 
we're just uh, easily, uh, we're simpler, I think that's completely backwards. But anyway, the, the show can say what they want, and I'm not saying that I'm right, but I just think that it's hard for me to get behind their uh, what they're shooting for. But yeah, I think the whole point of us getting in there was to was to see that that's uh, that's what they're they're trying to uh, convey to us. Now I'm going to skip ahead. Uh, you know, I think what I'm going to do here, because this show was just so dense, I am going to kind of kind of bounce around a little bit uh, and just kind of throw out the questions I had uh, regarding this episode, because I think that's where the the meat of the the. The, the debate is, is just the, the questions that I had, and I've listened to other podcasts, the, the same ones I usually do, and most of them came up to the, with the same questions. And I'll say uh, one of, the, uh, one of the, 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 the things about this, this season I liked the most was Maeve's journey. Um, I think it kind of stalled a little bit, uh, but the, but to see her get stronger and to understand her powers more and to just become almost this... Uh, godlike figure you know you know what i mean superhero kind of figure in this this world to see her you know um on the table for one to see the guy uh the tech the glorified tech just for for no good reason just to try to injure her to cause pain i just like i don't why 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 you know can there not be someone i mean the man has got some scientific background why he should be awed by her and what's happened to her but yet he just it just seemed generic, almost the kind of thing you do just to just just so you can kill a guy and nobody and people will cheer it or not care or whatever. And that's exactly what happened. He does this thing, causes a pain and she wakes up these hosts that are, you know, laying there, which she'd already shown that that's what she can do. So I don't understand why they were just sitting there and he didn't think she could do this. It just seemed stupid. But anyway, she controls them. They save her. You know, the rest of the gang. You know, Hector and and the uh, the um, armistices come come for. They find Lee along the way, and he's just quivering and shivering. Well, you know, it's just the bull. We finally saw the thing we'd seen in the trailer. Uh, the steer, I think it was a steer. Um, rams a guy, and you know, broken glass and over the railing, and it's just it's it's cool, but it's just kind of. Okay, here we go. So, but but I guess what I'm going to get to is down the line when they're you know when they're getting to the door, which I think was a cool uh, visual concept. I really enjoyed. I really like what they did with the door. But to see Maeve there with with these powers, that she eventually uses the powers to stop the uh, the horde of of crazed hosts. But why didn't she do it earlier? And then also. You know, we saw Dolores, I think, how do you say this? I'm just, I saw, you know, Dolores took on a ton of bullets and Maeve gets, gets mowed down by two. Yeah, now I can't remember if this was the, what I said in the last part or if I've already said in this one. But anyway, uh, please forgive me if I'm repeating myself. But yeah, how does Dolores take multiple, multiple bullets? How does a 70-year-old man, uh, actually, I won't put him in the category because we don't know if he's a, a human or host, but... But then, you know, Maeve takes a couple and it just seemed as though it was kind of contrived that, um, that yeah, she's got to die. She's got to go out. And before that, Lee sacrifices himself in a way that really didn't seem necessary. I think there was one or two guys that, you know, couldn't have missed us and Hector take those people out. I just they've been killing the the um, the, the stormtrooper security uh, forces with ease the whole season. Why couldn't they have just done it again? So anyway. We got, you know, Lee goes out, 
Maeve goes out, um, Hector, Armistice, we see them, you know, at the end, and they're, they they look dead, you know, and it just, after seeing that, all you have to do is take out the, the brain ball thing and, and make a new host and, and they're back to normal, I just, once again, no consequences, none of it mattered, I don't know why they even show them, who cares, um, just didn't make any sense. And, you know, and, and, you know, and during the time that, you know, with Maeve that the, uh, you know, her daughter gets through the door and Akichita gets through with her. He gets shot, but all of a sudden, but, but when he gets through, he's, he's cool. And the way they kind of visualized how the host, you know, the bodies fell, but they're, you know, kind of, they went on into the, as they went on into the, the, uh, the Valley Beyond was really cool. But, but yeah, and then, and then Akichita and Kohana's there. How the heck is she there? I don't, I don't understand. Cause for one, I don't know if 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 the we were led to believe earlier that the cradle housed the the host uh, information and they destroyed it. So we thought, okay, now if a host is, you know dies, then they're, then they're gone. But then we see the simulations and simulations in the forge, which seems as though, and we see Dolores pop by. We see we so we do they have them backed up there too. Uh, was that information uh, transferred into the forge too? Like, is that how Kohana got there? I, I just, I don't know. And you know what? Maybe it's just me. Maybe, maybe it's me, and you know, just, just you know, other fans who were kind of disappointed. Maybe we, we just don't get it. Maybe we're looking too hard. Maybe we should just enjoy the damn chili dog. I don't know. But just putting it out there, uh, this because this is where I'm at. I don't want to be negative on the show. That's I, I kind of get mad because I want to like the show. I want I don't want there to be stupid things, uh, dumb little problems to to deal with. One of my favorite kind of uh, not favorite, but a, a scene that I, in a movie that sticks with me sticks with me because I find that this is an, a reoccurring uh, problem. It's uh, from the movie Bad Boys. Bad Boys Two is a drug dealer who has all this money and he's keeping it in his in his attic but um so he's made he's done all through the work of, of making the money but it's in his attic and rats are eating his money and he laments to his guys this is a stupid problem to have which it perfectly illustrates kind of just this show it's just you do all these big things these beautiful things these the, the shots the you know the the just there's so much this done right, but then you have these little stupid things. You have the rats just eating this show, and it doesn't have to be that way. But, you know, I've said this a, a bunch of times, and I'm saying it again, but I just somehow I keep coming back to, to this, and I, you know, whatever. Um, so, yeah, so that's Maeve. I just, you know, Maeve had all this promise in the season, and it just kind of... And, and the people she was with just ended up being just these secondary role characters who really barely even said anything. I don't even know if Armistice even talked after the, the Shogun episode. So, I don't know. It just, um, I don't know. And another thing, too, I, I, you know, through all this, um, you know, earlier on with the Man in Black when he's shooting at Dolores and he shoots her in the, the body and it's just, why, you know, just earlier he shot guys in the head. Why, why can't he shoot her in the head? You know, it's just this selective aim, the bad aim, uh, security guys with automatic guns, can't pull the trigger as fast. It's just that. Okay. Okay. Breathe, Paul. Breathe, breathe, breathe. Okay. So that happened. Let's see. Where else do I want to go? I think I'm going to go to, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to skip over a bunch of stuff, but I don't care. I'm going to go to um, Bernard, and 
whenever, you know, when after Elsie, Elsie gets shot and killed by Hale, we, um, we see Bernard conjure up. He's begging for Ford to appear, and then Ford does appear. But during that conversation, he realizes that Ford isn't really there, and that it's just kind of almost his bicameral mind, or he, he, he's just kind of, he's conjuring him, but it's really his own thoughts. And this is, I think, uh, an attempt to, to um, play on that bicameral mind idea that, you know, I mean, at first you hear God's voice and then you realize later on that it's your own. And that's kind of part of what makes you conscious that it's not someone else telling you stuff. It's you. You are the voice in your head. And this is Bernard kind of coming to that awareness. But what I don't understand, and I'm going to talk this out. Maybe, maybe as I talk it out, it will make sense. But... Well, okay. Well, actually, okay. I know. I know what, what, what I'm trying to get to. Bernard kind of says, I think, in the in this part that he that it was all him. That he that the plan, you know, uh, that that it wasn't Ford. It was him. He's the one who created Hell. Hell's new body. He's the one who set all this plan in action. But it's weird because I think that the the host to gain awareness. Part of when there would, well, okay, I, I guess I don't understand when Bernard, at what point did he decide to do this, uh, to, to make hell? It always seemed to me as though that was Ford's big plan, and he was the one directing Bernard. I mean, the whole thing with Teresa and all that, when he killed Teresa, you were saying that was Bernard acting on his own volition? No, I don't, I don't think so. So that wouldn't really be... Arnold doing it. It would be Ford doing it. And now maybe we could say that Arnold Bernard remembers. And by remembering, he kind of gains this kind of deeper awareness. But I don't think it was him who did. Because why would he do it? It was all Ford. I mean, did, are we saying Ford sent him or Bernard just had all this in his head that he was going to do, but yet just kind of forgot? I don't think that's how it works. So that, that's just, that's confusing to me. I don't know how that worked. But regardless, I'll say that um, the last scene with Bernard and Ford on the beach, it was, even though it didn't make sense, I think it's kind of like um, going on a date with someone and, and, uh, and the, the, the scenery, is the, 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 your surroundings, it's like the ambiance is so great and, you know, the wine is great, the food is great. Everything's so good that you don't really even... Um, you kind of almost hoodwinked that the person there is kind of maybe an asshole. And that's how I felt about this scene. This scene was kind of an asshole scene. They're just talking past each other and it's kind of just, they're trying to dress up some stuff that really was kind of misplayed, but yet it looks so cool and the music and the act and, you know, seeing just, just the light and uh, just Ford or, you know, Anthony Hopkins and Jeffrey Wright. It just looks so cool that I liked it. But the more I, you know, watched that, I thought this is kind of eh. And, you know, and then, too, I think on the second watch, the thing that I, I couldn't get past is, is the water. Now, we've seen the ocean. You know, that's where, you know, a lot of the, the big boats kind of come into the shore. But what it got me thinking about was the, the, the lake that was created. Were, were Bernard and, well, actually, it doesn't matter if they were looking at the ocean. That's fine. That's fine. But it made me think of the lake. And I don't know, how did the water get there? Because they said that the, uh, I, I thought what had happened was the water was cooling the um, kind of the servers in the forge. 
and Dolores drained it to, you know, kind of to destroy it. But the forge never gets destroyed. The forge is, I think, is it's always running. So if they drain the water to make the lake, and that's a lot of water, how is the forge still functional? So I don't know how that worked. The lake seems like it shouldn't be there. Because, anyway, I've stated it. I don't know, but I've stated it. Yeah, so so anyway, Bernard, and then, you know, to think that he was that was his whole plan. And then, too, there was kind of this symmetry that I thought, okay, this kind of is cool that, you know, Arnold, uh, Dolores kills, kills Arnold, and then Bernard kills Dolores. But then you have later Hale killing Bernard. But really, killing doesn't mean killing. It just means deactivating temporarily. It's like a major... Getting shot in the head for these hosts is kind of like getting a major concussion. But without the CTE, you just get a new body and you're fine. So, yeah, I'll, I'll say that the shooting just is a deactivation tool. You know, you think that... Oh, whatever. Who cares? Yeah, and that's where kind of um, Bernard kind of, you know, ends as far as it goes with the... Uh, in Westworld, in... You know, I'll get to the, that last couple scenes later and kind of tie those together. But, but I don't know that that just that there were so many kind of little things. Um, let's see. Um, let me go over my little notes here. Yeah. So, and of course, the big reveal was that yeah, part of you know Bernard's plan. He he made the uh, the new hell and you know put Dolores's brain in there. And yeah. So so the big twist in this season was that uh, hell. You know, was murdered by a duplicate of her that has um, Dolores's brain ball. So bye bye hell, hello, hell, uh, Heloris, and which is a cool twist. But man, it just we it took so long to get there, and then they just kind of they do it in this exposition way where it doesn't even get to really unfold. They just kind of tell us, and it's just kind of. You know, it would have been cooler to just somehow make a scene where you just see the two hails. I don't know. I'm not a writer on the show, but there, there had to been a better, more natural way to reveal this. And, and you know, and as I on the second watch, I mean, I picked up on so many things that I just had questions about. I had to kind of stop writing notes, but this is one that I did think about is that at the end when Heloris is trying to get off the island, she bumps into Stubbs. And the way this was played, they want you to think Stubbs is a host. He may, may very well be, or he could just be kind of tongue-in-cheek uh, about his uh, his code. What's he say? Source code? Or is, that's not the right term. But anyway, we still don't know. They, they, they just basically just had him say stuff in such an ambiguous way that you still don't know if he's a host or if he's human. But regardless, that aside, he recognizes that hell is a host. He knows this. Okay? I don't and I guess he assumes he, he knows somehow. Well, we don't know what he knows, but I the way I took it is that he knows that it's Dolores in there. He he, he just knew. And he, part of his job is to know the host inside the park. And and he knew. But what I want to know is that earlier he was there with Hell when she was Heloris, pretty sure. And he didn't seem to know. So why does he know now? That's something that maybe we'll get later. I, I guess, you know, the, the way this show is, you, 
it's one thing if I guess you know if I'm looking at watching this ten years from now, like I'm doing The Sopranos and I'm just binging from season to season. There's no there's no year long breaks. There's no pauses. It's just one after the other. And maybe what they'll do is that there's an explanation for all of this stuff. Maybe there is, but the problem is that. When you have to wait, you know, a year, year and a half to get the answers for this, for basic little things, it just kind of almost, it it just, it just demotivates me as a, as a curious fan because I want to figure this stuff out. But then they put these things in there where you just kind of can't. I mean, halfway through this season, I just gave up trying to figure out what the hell was going on. And that's not... That's not good for a show like this where it is the type of show that, that has all these things that, you know, these little clues that you're supposed to try to take to figure out. Nobody knew this was going to happen in this season, uh, the way it unfolded, and that's fine. But it was almost disingenuous. They just kind of... Oh, man, I actually... Let's see. Okay. thought I uh, actually stopped this thing from recording, and uh, that would not have been cool to continue on. And... Uh, and uh, not have recording, but anyway, I'm actually gonna gonna speed through a couple things and then wrap this thing up because I'm ready to just end this uh, this season two and be optimistic about the third. But a couple of things I have to, a few things I have to address are um, some of the things that um, that they kind of teased with in the or they made this question during the season that really never got answered one was um in that first episode bernard uh says a line with a strand at the same time he doesn't repeat it he says it when he finishes the sentence with him and i thought there'd be some explanation but i don't know how he did that why he did it why it was there and once again if they explain this in season three well too late some stuff you need to wrap up within the context of the season where you brought it up that's one thing Another thing is how did Teddy wash up on, how was his body in the, the lake with all the other hosts? Now, I get it. Maybe the flood went over the, the house where um, where she was left, but or where, he, where Dolores left him, but it, it just seemed far away. And, and to have him specifically in there, did he just happen to float to where all the hosts who got into the, the forge were? I don't know. Um, yeah, and then I had a... Uh, I brought up the water, you know, and that was something that I'd made a note on. So there's just, you know, just some things that they just teased to that I don't, they just didn't even address. And another thing, um, something that I wondered about was Dolores, I don't know what Dolores' original plan was, how she expected to get off the island. Uh, it just so happened that Bernard, you know, took her out, put her in hell, and that allowed her to have a way to get out because otherwise, how the hell was she going to get out? Pardon the pun. Hell, going to get out. But, okay. But so at um, one point, Dolores beams the data, uh, the data, what I thought was the, you know, data from the Valley Beyond outside of the park and some place that it could be protected. But but did she beam just the Valley Beyond information? Did she beam the host? I'm sorry, the guest data information? Was it all? Was it some? What did she beam out? I don't know. And I think this show... The more I really think about it, the more I don't. I have little confidence that they know. They might know where they're gonna where they're gonna end up, but they don't really know how they're gonna get there. And they they they're leaving a lot of stuff ambiguous, as if it'll give them. You know, when they're writing season three, they can make anything happen because they didn't put anything in concrete. Nothing hardened. Nothing is. Nothing is. Nothing can't be undone. There are no real consequences for this season. Anybody could come back. And we couldn't really question because they've they've 
you know taught us that anything can happen so okay so there's two more scenes and then we'll be be kind of done the uh the last one was of course you know what seems to be in bernard arnold's old house in the real world you have uh, Dolores there, and, and she you know creates a new, or she she taken she took some of the brain balls out, and one of them was uh, Bernard, and she creates a uh, Bernard from a printer, wakes him up, and basically just tells him that hey, I brought you back, but we're still enemies, but we need to work together, but we're still enemies, so I'll see you around there, and then we see her and uh, Hell, the Hell body. I'm assuming she came over and upright and, and active, so we don't know who is in Hell, but. I guess hopefully we'll find out, and that's that's that. The the um, um, the use of a Radiohead song in there, uh, Co Codex, maybe. Yeah, I can't. For some reason, I'm having a brain fart. But yeah, beautiful. The way that was shot, and the way it, it, that's the thing. So much about this show is great. It's a beautiful show, but you know. Anyway, and then the post credit scene with the Man in Black, where we see him going into the elevator. And he gets down to the forge, which is in you know disrepair. It's basically you can tell it's it hasn't been used in a long time. But yet there's Emily, who we can I guess assume is a host has to be, maybe I don't know. And he realizes that he's in in the thing. And at that point, we we we're kind of told that there is a host version of the Man in Black, but we don't know where that is. I mean, it seems like as though it was in the distant future. And that's kind of what the creative of the show was kind of kind of said in interviews. So because it can't be right during that time, because we see the man in black get, you know, he's in one of the tents. He gets rescued um, by the security forces, which if he's human there, which it seems as though he's rescued. I mean, the guy got shot multiple times. He's an old man. I mean, if he's really, if there if there's one person, one human being of that age who can take that kind of abuse uh, in the world, then by God, crown them king, because I don't, I don't think that person exists. So, but that's the episode. I kind of, you know, glossed over a bunch of stuff. I just didn't have the energy to go through this bit by bit, um, because honestly, at this point, this season, the enthusiasm has waned, and it's just the, the incompetency of of so many things. I mean, this security forces alone have just kind of weighed me down, and I. I don't know. I have a feeling that if you listen to this, you probably feel the same way or you just have been annoyed early on and, and turned it off. But if you've stayed with me through this, I appreciate you. It was a fun first season. Uh, it, was a fu- it was fun to do the podcast, even though I do you know, say I'm kind of, kind of drained. I mean, I think we're all kind of drained, but that's just part of the, the process. But thank you for listening. Um, I know Brock and Brooke and Christine, uh, Panic. I know you all are out there uh, listening, and I really appreciate it. And anyone else who, um, who who's you know listened this first season, I really appreciate it because it's something I've always wanted to do, and now I can say I've done it from beginning to end. And there's going to be more pods. Uh, this was kind of a almost a test run in a way to figure out how to do this thing. So there's going to be more, and I won't be doing this solo. I can tell you that much. Um, but the next thing I'll, uh, maybe put a little something on the, um, on this feed to let you know, it should be coming up soon, kind of probably towards August. And I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Excuse me. So on that note, thank you so much for listening. And until season three or access says until the next podcast, man, I don't really know how to end these. <laughs>
It's kind of bittersweet a little bit, but anyway, thank you very much. Appreciate it, and I'll see you on the flip side. Peace.